welcome to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, co-hosted by yours truly, Kate Richardson and Megan Pachecki. We're two registered dietitians here to make your life easier by debunking diet myths, sharing scientific information about nutrition, and keeping you motivated to reach your goals. We want to teach you everything we know by giving you real life examples of how we've helped our combined thousands of clients transform their lives, lose weight, and get healthy without having to go on another cookie cutter diet. On this podcast, we'll be giving you our best advice, strategies, and mindset shifts so you too can reach your goals using food and most importantly, enjoy the process. All right, you're making coffee at home. What do you do? How do you make it? How do you fix it? Oh my gosh. So my favorite right now, I do a decaf Nespresso single shot. I take out my little frother. I put oat milk in my frother. Not the super creamy froth, but the setting below that. Okay. (laughs) And then I put in a scoop of collagen with my little mix hand mixer thing Mm -hmm. and mix that up in there. That's really nice. It's like a nice ritual. (laughs) It's very intricate. So I'm on the decaf train. Except for the fact that when I drop Liam off at daycare, there's a foxtail drive through like, right next to the daycare, so I'll also stop for a flat white there, and I really try not to because it's, like, $5, but it happens. It's a local business. You're contributing <laughs> to Orlando's economy. I'm pretty sure it's just owned by a bunch of investors. <laughs> like, I don't know that they're even local to Orlando. I, I don't I'm making that up, but... I think they are. Maybe not for long. I hope they go big because it's like the best coffee I've ever had. And that foxtail actually used to be a Starbucks. So how great does that feel to know that a local coffee shop is now in where a Starbucks is out? It's really nice. That's really reassuring. I like that. You turned me on to flat whites one time. Yeah. I had it once and I liked it and I forgot about it. So... I worked in a coffee shop in Australia, and that was that was my drink there. And then I came to the states, and flat whites like were not a thing. And then all of a sudden, Starbucks got a hold of them, and so now everybody has them. Australians are big on coffee; they poo poo all over Starbucks. Huge coffee culture in Australia. Why? I don't know why. That shocks me. And they have many different names and versions. Like we have like our latte, like standard latte, cappuccino. Now flat whites are usually on a menu, but there there's like 17 different things. Jeez. Well, I mean, good for them, I guess. I remember when I met a bunch of friends from Australia, I was like, I love Starbucks. Like I was like, what's not to like about that? And they're like, it's bean water. And they would just stick their nose up at me. And they're like, there's like two Starbucks here and in our on, in Sydney. And we never go to them. Anyone that drinks Starbucks is trash. And I was like, well, consider me garbage. Take me out. Yeah, because I love Starbucks. But I'm one of those people that's not very picky about coffee. I mean, there'll be like some real crappy coffee at hospitals or like waiting rooms. And I'm like, uh... No, but usually I'm I'm pretty good. Like this past weekend, our friend, my friends and I were at a log cabin in Charleston, and she had not in Charleston in South Carolina near Charleston, and she had a coffee mate there, and it was just coffee, and you made it, and I started to drink it black because there wasn't anything else there, and my friend who also drinks coffee was like, oh, I can't choke this down, and I was like, what's wrong with me? Because I think it tastes fine. <laughs> So I don't know. I'm, I'm not too picky with that stuff. I used to not be picky, but I'm pretty particular about it now. Yeah. But you pay more attention to things like that than me anyway. Remember when we did the coffee tasting at your apartment? 
<laughs> okay, so we we did for this company a little coffee tasting. They were doing like personalized coffee and they reached out to us because we do personalized nutrition. So it seemed to be a good fit. And we're like, okay, well, before we recommend your coffee to people, we want to try it. <laughs> And we tried six different types of coffee. We made each one like three times. We made it several different ways and it was all disgusting. Yeah. It was all so bad. Like we could not in any way recommend this coffee. So then Kate had to email the guy and be like, sorry. Yeah. And he like asked me to explain how we made it. I'm like, we made it in three different ways, man. I can't even tell you. We did a pour over. We did it in the just a typical coffee maker. I don't know, whatever. It was it was a mess. It was horrible. Anyway, we're not here to just give you recommendations <laughs> about coffee. We're answering a question that a lot of our clients get, or that we get from a lot of our clients, which is, is coffee bad? And if it's not bad, how do I drink it in a way that's good? Yeah. And uh, yep. Super common question because I think most people start their day with some form of caffeine. And mm-hmm. I would say for the people that do that, most of them are drinking some type of some type of coffee. Mm-hmm. Me included. one to two times per day. Yeah, I'm not team decaf like you. <laughs> so I was never team decaf. I would only drink coffee like maybe one to two times per week before I got pregnant. And then when I got pregnant, coffee was disgusting. I couldn't even smell it. And now I'm breastfeeding to make my child sleep. I try not to drink a ton of caffeine. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. You have a reason. (laughs) When you first, I mean, when you were appalled by coffee, like when you were pregnant and you were Mm -hmm. having those aversions, did you have any caffeine withdrawals or were you never really that dependent to begin with? No, I've made it my life's mission to not become dependent on caffeine because it works so well for me. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't want that to go away. So if I'm ever dragging or having a rough day or I need to go do a presentation and be high in energy or go do record videos with you, record TikToks with you, Mm -hmm. I just drink caffeine beforehand because then I'm going to be on. I'm going to be on it. (laughs) That's so true. You actually (laughs) too active. You are really high for I'm totally different on caffeine. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's a drug for me. So I want to keep it that way because I'm highly sensitive to it. And if I drink it every day, I know I'm not going to get the benefit out of it anymore. So it's really hard because I want to be that superwoman every single day. And I'm like, I could get so much done if I just did this every day, but then I know the benefit it would diminish so as anyone has probably experienced when you first started drinking coffee it really worked for you and then over time it's just a maintenance yeah i'm in that maintenance phase <laughs> yesterday we got up to do a run club and we have to get up really early to run at my apartment because it's we're in florida and it's 6 30 in the morning you're running through thick humid weather and usually the lobby of my apartment complex has coffee at that time. So I walk down there and I'm a zombie and I want my coffee, but it wasn't done. And I was like, God dang it. And by the time we finished our run, I had a headache. And I was really? like, ah, oh, this is what happens when I wait 45 minutes after waking up without caffeine. And I was like, I know I'm dependent on it, but I have physical symptoms, which was kind of a wake up call. As soon as I had like three sips of coffee, headache was gone. Really? I felt so much better. <laughs> and I was like, this is no bueno. But at the same time, when I think about it, I'm like, I love my morning coffee. It makes me excited to get up in the morning. I feel really good. I've never thought of it as something that changes my personality or gives me more energy to do something. It's just something I really like and I definitely need it. So I'm on the opposite spectrum of you. (laughs) Maybe one day I'll be open to giving it up. But right now, no. Um, If you ever do any genetic testing, there's a 
there's a specific gene that will tell you how sensitive to you are to caffeine um and i have the gene that is very sensitive so sometimes like if i drink coffee i won't be able to sleep at night even if i drink it in the morning i'll wake up at 2 3 a.m which makes absolutely no sense and i won't be able to sleep for the next two to three hours and i've done a million different trials of like why is this happening to me it's always on a day where i've had caffeine hmm never done any genetic testing i've thought about it but then i've thought well what if i marry an old rich guy and he accidentally dies in his sleep wink wink (laughs) (laughs) and i can retire early i don't want them to have my genetics so i don't know if i'm sensitive what do you mean like you don't want who to have your genetics the police the government I can just already tell you I'm probably not that sensitive to caffeine. (laughs) So if my ex-husband in three decades goes missing and I get rich all of a sudden. This podcast is out there already. (laughs) It's all right. (laughs) Okay. Because I'm obviously joking. That's the whole point, uh right? So it's not really going to happen. Okay, Kate, here's a question I get asked all the time. How bad is coffee creamer? Do I have to cut out coffee creamer? Uh, No. I think when you, well, if you look at your overall day of eating, as we'll call it, coffee creamer is literally just a drop in the bucket, Mm -hmm. literally and metaphorically. Mm -hmm. If you're struggling with energy or weight or diabetes, it's probably not your coffee creamer unless you are like these kids on TikTok who just dump a bunch of sugary creamer and just like have one shot of espresso and they do that three times a day. Okay, then yeah, maybe we have some things to modify but if you're using one or two tablespoons of coffee creamer in the morning with your coffee with breakfast and you're still having issues we probably have bigger fish to fry yeah it's not going to make or break you i think a lot of people come in assuming that we're going to tell them that is something that they absolutely have to cut out and it's really not Mm -hmm. it's it's small fries you know if if we change a ton of other stuff and then you're still not seeing results you want maybe we'll look at what you put in your coffee but as long as you're not going and getting the pumpkin spice latte every day or the frappuccino with 70 80 grams of sugar in it it's probably not the one to two tablespoons of even if it's that crappy what's that brand coffee mate hazelnut like hey it's not, <laughs> grew up on that <laughs> not saying it's no, crappy it's in the way that it tastes bad but yeah. crappy in the way that it's like palm kernel yeah. oil and Syrupy. canola oil no it's gross like <laughs> what it's actually in it is crap um it's that's still not going to be a huge thing that we look at as far as like we have to take that out right. i don't think i don't think so either i think if you're having multiple coffees a day you're putting lots of creamer and you're not being mindful about your serving and then you're also putting in a bunch of sugars or syrups or other little things to make your coffee essentially a milkshake or a sweetened drink in the morning, that's Mm -hmm. where we'd want to modify. Mm -hmm. And when I think about that, and I I talk to clients, a lot of my clients who are doing that are also the ones who are skipping breakfast or running out the door or going through a drive-thru and not making other healthy choices in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I don't see a lot of people who are really, really, really health conscious also putting a ton of sugary syrups and additives in their coffee. Yeah. One of the other things you have to watch out for, too, are the cold brews. Mm-hmm. The cold brew is super popular now. A lot of those either can cold brews or the cold brews that come in the big plastic containers do have sugars added to them. Mm-hmm. I would say most of them do. Oh, yeah. You have to look hard to find one that's unsweetened or black, um, especially the flavory ones like 
the pumpkin spice and mm-hmm. all of that that are especially coming out this time of year, they all have added sugar. So mm-hmm. make sure you look at that. And if they have 20 to 30 grams, equate that to a cookie. That's yeah. how, mon- how many grams of sugar that are in a small sugar cookie. There may even be less than the sugar cookie, to be honest. I'm team sugar cookie. I'd rather have a sugar cookie. And it, I mean, if you just really want to get into the nitty gritty of it too, when you think about that, usually you're having your coffee early in the day and it's a liquid, so it's going to get absorbed pretty quickly into your bloodstream. That's not really the tone you want to set for your day. If you start your day off with a bunch of quick absorbing sugars, you're probably going to have cravings for more quick absorbing sugars later in the day. So if you have a really sugary iced coffee in the morning, you're probably going to crave that actual sugar cookie at 3 p.m. or after dinner. Depends on on when you usually experience cravings. So if I have a client who is experiencing a lot of cravings and they have a huge sweet tooth or they find themselves having those energy crashes, sometimes we'll experiment with different types of beverages in the morning Mm -hmm. and run an experiment with, okay, let's try a day where you drink coffee black or with a no sugar added creamer and see if that either mentally or physically makes a difference for you. Because if you go in with that idea of, oh, I'm, I'm not having a lot of sugar in my morning, kind of sets the tone for your day. It might make it easier to not have a lot of added sugar at all. Mm-hmm. So that could be the mental component of eating less sugar or eating healthier, is mm-hmm. how you drink your coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of our favorite things to add to coffee. So if you're the person who can't do black coffee, what are some of your favorite things to add? Uh, Well, I like to do pretty simple things. I'm a big fan of lattes, so if I'm going to some place, very basic. I do some kind of latte with no added sweetener. It's either going to be an oat milk latte. I tend to go towards almond milk latte because it's just a a little bit lighter, I think. I don't really like to just drink a get full from a coffee. It's more of a pleasure thing for me, so I keep it simple. If I'm making it at home, I like to switch up the different things I put in a coffee. Sometimes it's going to just be a lot of almond milk that I use my hand frother to froth around uh, just to get more, I guess, volume from it. And sometimes I use a creamer. Right now, I was telling you before this, I'm using Silk's Unsweetened Pumpkin Spice Creamer. It is actually pretty pumpkin-y tasting and they don't add any sugar and there's not a lot of funky, weird, there's no artificial sugars sweeteners Mm -hmm. flavors Mm -hmm. so that's what i've been on to right now but i keep it simple the chobani sweet cream is another one that's really good that has good ingredients not a lot of bullshit in it um and califia farms if you want to go more of the plant-based route are two pretty good brands now if you want to actually like get a health benefit out of something that you're adding to your coffee laird hamilton has a brand of powdered creamers and um, he has one that's like a turmeric base and another one that's like a coconut and something else base and they have you know a bunch of different nutrients in them but they taste pretty good you would have to have a hand frother and you would have to do it warm because they don't um, dissolve very well in cold yeah is it like anti-inflammatory properties Mm -hmm. yep i love those turmeric golden latte recipes Mm -hmm. if you're Mm -hmm. one of those people that does like a ritualistic coffee routine in the morning Looking for those recipes too, a lot of them will have added sugars. So just kind of decide, like, do I want to add maple syrup to this? Do I want to use something else? Do I want to skip it entirely? But that is a great way to get something out of your coffee too. You've added collagen to coffee before, right? Yeah, I'm still struggling to find a collagen that tastes good, Yeah, honestly. Um, It... It's not bad if I'm doing it in an espresso style coffee with milk, but if I'm just doing it in like straight black brewed coffee, it kind of takes over the flavoring and it makes it taste burnt to Ew, me, yeah. which I don't love. I don't love it. I don't like collagen in coffee. I'd rather put my collagen in a smoothie. 
But I don't have a lot of smoothies anymore. Yeah, it's, I was just going to say, like, so I haven't had smoothies in a long time. They just haven't been part of my ritual lately. Like, ever since I quit doing CrossFit, I don't really do, like, mm-hmm. post-workout shakes or smoothies or anything. So I'm struggling to find a way to incorporate collagen. And I've tried to, I've tried those ones that are flavored, like the blueberry, strawberry, all that. They're all disgusting. Yeah. What so about that's oats? I've, I've been trying to do the unflavored. Yeah, but I can only do, like... A little bit. Like, I can't do the full scoop right. in the oats because just, I don't know, it just doesn't taste good to me. So, if you're out there and you found a good collagen <laughs> that doesn't ruin your coffee, let us know. Yeah, DM us on Instagram because I'm in the same boat. I, I find a lot of them get really thick, mm-hmm. or they, the only ones that taste good, I have found that have artificial sugars in mm-hmm. them. So, I don't want to do those. And right. Yeah, it's, a, it's a whole mess. And do you ever take a take a drink and you get like a clump yeah. of collagen? Oh my god. It's disgusting. Oh, I can tell you something really gross that I used to do in college because I was such a protein lifter head. I used to put protein, like whole scoops of protein in my hot coffee and hand mix it up and it would coagulate so quickly that I would get like clumpy like it'd be wet on the outside the clump and then when you like press it down with your tongue and i was like i gotta get the protein in first thing in the morning you know (laughs) just drink my coffee and now i'm just like like all no couldn't do it i'm just gonna get it my protein any other way than put my coffee i just wrote a study yesterday that said that uh even if you do like 0.5 grams of collagen per day can decrease your wrinkles by 10 to 20 percent and this is on consumer labs which is like a legit website but they recommended an intake of like 0.5 up to 10 grams per day and all the collagens will have at least 10 grams per scoop in them but i'm like I want 10 to 20% less wrinkles, but I don't want to drink this every day. <laughs> I don't want to ruin my coffee every day. You sound just like our clients yeah. who are like, I want to lose yeah. 10 or 20 pounds, but I don't want to have to start eating up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I get it because it's just like, ugh. The less of those things that I take, I feel happier. But the more I'm learning about supplements and vitamins and the more I'm actually weighing the pros and cons, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Just do it. And now I'm habitual about certain supplements. Yeah. Um, so one thing about coffee that we should talk about is who should not drink a lot of coffee. Because I have some clients who come in with crippling anxiety and sleep issues. Mm-hmm. I had this one client, I don't, and, and, and he's awesome. He's great. But he's just so busy with work. He was drinking coffee all day long and wondering why he was getting four hours of sleep. And he's like, I function on four hours of sleep. I'm like, yeah, because you're, like, running on fake jittery energy all day. Mm -hmm. Like, no coffee after 1 p.m. And now he's sleeping six to eight hours. (laughs) And he's like, I feel so much better. And I'm like, how about that? (laughs) Yeah, so when people think that they're functioning well off of four hours of sleep, it's because you're your body acclimates to the amount of sleep that it's getting and so that normal feeling for you that you're just getting by that it feels okay but Mm -hmm. you don't recognize what it actually feels like when you do get enough sleep yeah and you're like wow i feel good (laughs) i can think clearly yeah that no coffee after 1 p.m i think is a good rule for any that's the first thing that you should do if you're having issues with sleeping is you have to cut out that caffeine at the second part of your day and I've had some people do that and not see any difference and we've had to cut out caffeine completely for them to Mm -hmm. be getting good sleep Mm -hmm. yeah I know for me that if I drink it after 2 or 3 p.m then I feel sensitive and I just don't sleep as well or fall asleep as easy 
in the morning it's not a big deal and i think what people don't realize is that caffeine has a pretty long half-life yep. meaning that it stays in your system for a long time i can't remember the exact study and i'm not going to say it right but they had done um, a study where they tested the half-life of coffee in men who drank it at 7 a.m and they still found traces of that coffee in their system at 7 p.m mm-hmm. so that's a big long window and if you're somebody like you megan who's really sensitive And if you're somebody who is experiencing anxiety or insomnia or trouble sleeping or disrupted sleep for any other reason, why would you exacerbate that by adding or streamlining caffeine into your system? Yeah, it can also um, increase your digestive speed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, So for anyone who has like IBS type symptoms or experiencing lots of diarrhea or lots of digestive discomfort, caffeine is probably not your friend. Mm -hmm. But it makes you shit. It does. So (laughs) if that's like part of your routine and it works for you, great. But if you're someone who's trying to avoid that or you're going to the bathroom six, seven times per day. Oh, okay. I was thinking constipation. Like like Mm -hmm. look, look at your caffeine intake. And then also look at your diet too. Sure. Because if you're, (laughs) obviously, but yeah, it's a big one. I remember I had talked with this person once. um, It was just in my personal life. And he was like, yeah, I wake up in the morning, I don't eat, I drink a couple cups of coffee, and I feel really weird all day, and then I eat. And I'm like, yeah, you feel weird because on an empty stomach, you're consuming caffeine, and it's going straight into your bloodstream, and it's stimulating all of your digestive muscles, and so you're going to have weird stomach feelings because your digestive muscles are all stimulated, moving nothing through, you're jittery. I believe he already had some anxiety, so he was experiencing that too. And I'm like, why would you do that to yourself? And then just being on TikTok and like watching what younger generations do, not that I'm even old, but I just see younger kids talking about how cool it is to just have like iced coffees in the morning and not eat. Like it's almost Mm -hmm. trendy now to say things like, I haven't eaten all day or like, my morning routine, wake up, drink three cups of iced coffee, forget to eat, 3 p.m., have something... And I'm like, why is this like a badge of honor? Is this just an eating disorder in disguise? Or is this all these kids with generalized anxiety disorder trying to make humor out of a mental illness? And keeping in mind that coffee and caffeine does decrease your appetite. It's a natural appetite suppressant. So while you're on the caffeine, like maybe you can drink three coffees and not have breakfast, but then at 6 p.m., all of those hunger and cravings are going to come flying back at you, Mm -hmm. and you're going to way overeat at night once that caffeine wears off. Like clockwork. And I think then what people don't talk about is how that's your body doing what it needs to do to take care of you because it's like, all right, you know what? It hit this threshold of you haven't fed me anything but iced coffee or lattes all day. You need to eat. And then people think there's something wrong with them because they eat large amounts of typically not the healthiest things before bed or all the way up to bed. And the next morning they're like, oh, I shouldn't eat anything all day because I ate all this food last night. I'll just drink coffee to suppress my appetite. And the cycle goes on and on. And if you're somebody who is experiencing that cycle, the answer is maybe not necessarily stop drinking coffee, but eat something mm-hmm. before you have your coffee if it's making you not hungry. Actually, I had a client last night, I can't believe I didn't think of this, who's just, her, her, her job has put her in a new routine. She's a teacher from home. And when she wakes up in the morning, she's got a lot more responsibilities than she had before because of some new program. And she'll prep her breakfast. She just gets so wrapped up in what she's doing. She doesn't eat it. 
but she never forgets to drink her coffee. And so we had to decide, okay, well, let's blend up your coffee in a smoothie so that at least you're going to drink your coffee because you're dependent on it, mm-hmm. but then you're also going to get some nutrients and not want chicken tenders when you're done with the day. Mm-hmm. And so it's, okay, you have to add something to that if you find yourself eating a bunch of crap at night or in the afternoon. Yeah, and that's a great idea for someone who's like, I don't have time for breakfast in the morning, and then I ask, like, hey, do you have coffee? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, then you also have time for breakfast. Yeah. There's a cherry almond coffee smoothie recipe on our website, by the way, if you want to look that up, OrlandoDietitian.com. It's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, that, that, I mean, that's a super easy way that you can also get some nutrients and get some protein in and get your day started with the coffee that you mm-hmm. usually have as mm-hmm. well. So, did you hear about this study? And again, I'm, I'm bringing it up without doing a lot of full research, but I believe I would first heard of it from Dr. Andrew Huberman. He's a professor at Stanford. I have such a crush on him. Megan's making a face at me. She's like, ew, why? Yeah, <laughs> I love him. He is the best. If you're listening, Andrew, <laughs> excuse me, Dr. Huberman. Um, but he was explaining in one of his episodes about how the rate of fat oxidation increases when you exercise in the morning uh, fasted, but you drink cup of cu- a cup of coffee, eight ounces of coffee. Can't remember the exact milligram. You're yawning right now. Do you need coffee? <laughs> and it, okay, so let me retract. If you are caffeine adapted, your rate of fat oxidation will increase if you do fasted cardio with a cup of coffee. I thought that was relatively interesting. Have you heard? Anyone else? I've also heard Dr. Ryan, Rhonda Patrick bring it up too. No, I tell my clients that. You do you, like whatever feels better when you go exercise, whether you have food in your stomach or not, do mm-hmm. that because those little nuances like that only matter for elite athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're right, but I think it's kind of fun. <laughs> it is, yeah. it, it is, and especially if you're like one of those crossfitter types or boot camp type of people and you're trying to optimize performance sure. and yes, 100%, let's get in the weeds. For most of my clients, I'm like, don't worry about it. Where I think it could be helpful for an average client is somebody who's waking up in the morning, doesn't want to eat anything, but they're taking pre-workouts with a bunch of weird, funky stuff in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and those pre-workouts often just give people jitters and they have um, different sources of caffeine. And it could be a, a healthier alternative because at least you're not consuming a bunch of weird stuff that might make you feel bloated. Yeah. A lot of those pre-workout supplements, uh, BCAAs, they're going to be adding in either sugar alcohols for sweetness or artificial sugars. And I have a lot of clients who will be taking protein powders and BCAAs and uh, these pre-workouts or beta alanines, whatever, all these powders, and they're full of these artificial things and they wonder why they're gassy and bloated and expanded um, in that abdomen abdomen region, region. So switching something like that out for coffee could really help with some of those bloating and digestive issues. Yeah. If you do poop after you have coffee, I would just drink it early so you go before your workout. Yeah. Because that's, that's not true. fun. That's true. Also, another benefit of coffee, I saw a study that said that the majority of antioxidants that Americans get in their diet comes from coffee. Good for us. Which, we don't eat our fruits and vegetables. <laughs> which on one hand is saying that we don't eat a lot of foods that are good for us. But yeah. on the other hand, if you're only getting your antioxidants from coffee, you better keep drinking it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I wonder what that says about us. I wonder what Australia is. I don't know. I'm not sure. I didn't, I don't remember them looking at other, if they looked at other countries or they were only looking at the typical American diet. But either way, like, it's not something to forget that coffee does have yeah. a lot of 
good things in it. And it really it gets a bad reputation because of the crappy stuff that we tend to put in it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, coffee on its own is pretty good. Pretty great for you. Also, decaf. We need to talk about that. So if you're going to drink decaf coffee on a regular basis, you need to make sure that it is Swiss water processed. Okay. Um, regular decaf coffee is decaffeinated with a bunch of chemicals. Mm. And so if you're exposing yourself to those chemicals on a regular basis, not a good thing. Because it. the bean itself has the caffeine in it. And so we have to, in order to strip that out, they'll use like bleach and all kinds of mm. weird stuff. Uh, Swiss water processed decaf uses only water to take the caffeination out of the beans. So how do I know if I'm going through Starbucks or Foxtail if it's... You have to do your research. You have to do your like, research. Hardly anyone will stamp things with water processed oh. coffee. So like Nespresso, I had to email them and yeah. ask them because I couldn't find it anywhere on their website. But they emailed back pretty quickly and said that they use uh, Swiss water processed Why beans. wouldn't they put that on their website? I'm not sure. I think... Most people probably haven't heard of this, honestly. I think most people that drink decaf coffee are in their 50s and 60s and don't, aren't in that, like, I care about everything I put in my body, (laughs) like the people in their 20s and 30s are right now. Yeah. So I think it's just not a big, it's not a well-known thing. Um, But some places, if you look at their website, will delineate whether it's Swiss water processed or not. Like most of your like K-cups and things like that are not going to be. Most of the decaf coffee that you buy in the grocery store is not going to be. It's just going to be regular decaf. That's good to know. I didn't, I think you might have told me this a long time ago and I blinked on that. There's a a brand of beans that you can buy like on Amazon. It's called Kicking Horse. Um, They use Swiss water processed and that's what I used when I was doing like brewing my own. That could be good to know. And, you know, I've recommended to people in the past who always want something sweet or something to fill their stomach or just something to hold something while to they do. watch. Yeah, something yeah. to do while they yeah. watch TV after dinner is yeah. drinking a decaf coffee with a splash of creamer or something yeah. in it. And so I'm going to add that to... It does still have some caffeine. Sure. It does still have some... Like, you can't get all it's the negligible. caffeine out of coffee just like you know with tea Mm. like green tea has a negligible amount of caffeine in it but it's still got caffeine in it right so we have to take that into account if they are having trouble falling asleep or whatever but it might be somebody who's also eating a bunch of chips or ice cream before bed and Mm -hmm. that's keeping them awake because they're having a bunch of sugar Mm -hmm. so again it would just be test it and see how it goes yep start small i wish i could remember the name of the place but there is a coffee chain here that does a swiss water processed decaf cold brew that I couldn't find, like, I couldn't find the cold brew anywhere, the, mm. like, decaf cold brew anywhere, and I found it at this place, and I can't remember what it's called. If you know the place that does the ice cubes made of coffee, it's that place. Hmm. The <laughs> 0.005% of people who drink decaf coffee is... <laughs> pregnant people, though. Yeah, okay. Pregnant, so the people yeah. that, like, drink sure. coffee every day, and then they get pregnant, they're like, ah! They need something. Yeah. And for most for most people, you can drink one or two coffees a day, and it's it's fine. But for someone like me who is sensitive to it already, I just wanted to be more careful. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people ask us, um, you know, about getting coffee through Dunkin' Donuts, through Starbucks, through some of those bigger chains. And we have a podcast and a blog about the best things to order at Starbucks or coffee shops. So we won't spend too much time on that on this podcast. I can't remember what episode that was. I think I can look at it real here where we just talk about the different Starbucks, um, different Starbucks options that are healthier as well as food. 
But it just comes down to really with coffee, looking at all those added sugars when you're going through a drive-thru or you're going through a local establishment and trying to limit those. It's episode 76 that we talk about that. Is there anything you wanted to add about going to Starbucks, going to Dunkin', things to look out for? Brooklyn Water Bagel was the the Uh, place that I was thinking of that has the Swiss water process decaf. And speaking of Starbucks and Dunkin' and all those places as their seasonal things come out, Mm. just keep in mind that it's like having a cookie or a donut like if you're going to go and have a treat and that's how you're going to start your day keep in mind that you're going to crave sugar mm-hmm. throughout the day so like either yeah. use it as your treat like don't go through it and then also get like the croissant and the cake pop and that kind of stuff too like that is your treat you know i saw this thing online where people were asking the starbucks baristas to rinse the frosting off their cake pop and just eat the the cake part of it to save sugar and calories that's yeah. a diet trend can you imagine Out yeah and they were showing it here yeah dead serious i was like why would you even just eat like a little ball of cake with no icing that someone rinsed off Ew, listening if you're listening it's gonna be soggy that's what i'm saying yeah water soggy i watched three videos where kids Ew. did that and the baristas were like sure and they did it and they just rinse off the frosting They're from the cake pop. They're just doing that to make a damn TikTok. Yeah, to get the, the rise out of people. <laughs> I would say don't do that. Just don't order the cake pop at all for taste-wise and common sense-wise. But when you said that, it reminded me of people doing that. And I was like, Ugh. Gross. The youth these days, they're licking ice cream out of the containers oh. at grocery stores. Oh. They're drinking iced coffee till 3 p.m. They're rinsing their cake pops. We're doomed. Starbucks, uh, sweet cream, cold brew. 70 calories. I asked for light. My friend Carly said to make sure you ask for light because if you watch them, when they pour the sweet cream in, they just pour it in without really <laughs> thinking about it. And if you ask for light, it tastes just as good. It's just lighter. Okay, good to know. Oh, my God. I'll end it on this. I On the road trip, I got one of those, and they gave me... My friend, I was holding our dogs outside while she ran inside to get it, and I had ordered it and came outside to hold the dogs. They gave me an iced coffee with sweet cream, color of the drink was like whatever that that cream colored mm-hmm. it was it didn't look like coffee at all mm-hmm. i drink a straight thing of sweet cream yeah. <laughs> it was disgusting so make sure yeah, that's dis- the nitro it's, cold brew yeah when they screw it up it is not good it was depressing mm-hmm. all right anything else about coffee you wanted to add um good for you in general Watch out if you have any kind of anxiety or hard time sleeping. Look at your caffeine intake. Or heart palpitations. Um, watch what you put in it, but it's not a make or break it. If you want to use your hazelnut coffee mate, that's probably not the core of your issues. You could switch to something like a Chobani sweet cream with better ingredients if you want to. Maple syrup in coffee is pretty delicious mm. and also very natural. You still have to watch the amount that you're putting in there because it's still sugar. Mm-hmm. But that's what I and it works as a pre-workout. So if Pre- you're looking workout. for a way to uh, boost your workout performance, try a shot of espresso. Boom. <laughs> there was one thing that you just said I have to address real quick. Please. Remember when people were putting butter in their coffee? Yes. That was a big thing when keto yeah. was mm-hmm. really popular. Mm-hmm. Bulletproof. Yeah. Still have people asking me about that yeah. sometimes. Butter and MCT oil. Yeah, it's just a f- source of fat at your breakfast. So if you normally have buttered toast with coffee and you want to put your butter in your coffee instead, it's the same thing. It's not magic. It's just fat in your coffee. Yeah. 
It's so it's silly. Good. It's delicious. Yeah. It tastes amazing. It is. It sounds disgusting, but if you try it, it's, it's freaking delicious, but... I would much rather have an egg sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to put 300 calories of butter in my coffee. Like, give me an egg sammy. Yeah. So the answer to that is like, fine. If you want to put butter in your coffee, it's just a different fat source. If you hate food, food, do it, whatever. But it's not magic. Yeah. Yep. Nothing else I want to add about coffee. I'm a coffee drinker. I love it. Don't usually mess with people's coffee orders unless they're getting macchiatos every single day. Yeah. Like you said, (laughs) creamers, half and half, not the end of the world. It's all about the context of your overall diet. And if you still aren't convinced that your coffee order is healthy or not, run an experiment, test a different coffee coffee order that doesn't use your splash of creamer and see if it makes a difference for you. Yep. All right. That's it, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Nutrition Awareness Podcast. And if you did find it helpful and want to share it with the whole world, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram in your stories at nutrition.awareness so we can connect with you. To get notified about the next episode of Nutrition Awareness, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And to create your own personalized nutrition plan with us, be sure to schedule your virtual or in-person consultation on our website, www.orlandodietitian.com. Now get out there, fuel up, and live your healthiest life. We'll see you on the next episode.